Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is The Great Foundations Class Number Nine. Praise the Lord. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for a wonderful um, uh, leading us into God's presence and connecting us with the Spirit and the Word of the Lord. Amen. So please take a seat. And um, if you are here uh, new uh, to our church, uh, welcome to New Life Fellowship Ho Chi Minh City. Later on, uh, the uh, usher will uh, would like to have a, a short uh, announcement and uh, like to welcome you. Uh, now we are going through the um, foundation class. It's not a basic or, you know, uh, it's just uh, for beginners. It's just foundational in its nature. So if you're here and you have, if you'd like to have a hard copy of this booklet, uh, please, uh, you can raise your hand and Usher can bring to you. It's just a copy. It's for, for, your, for you to keep, right? So you don't need to return to it. Um, so... Um, yeah, so let that usher know. Now we come to uh, the end of uh, foundation class, lesson number nine. Uh, last na- last uh, yesterday, we had uh, a good time of uh, study together, lesson number eight and, uh, sorry, number seven and number eight on, on grace and righteousness. And we had a, a good Indian lunch. So those of you who missed it, sorry, yeah. Um, uh, today, no lunch. You know, you just go out for lunch, okay? Uh, <coughs> and um, let me uh, begin with um, kind of a ref- reflection. We are on the topic of the great, the great commission. Now, we all here, we all are here because of someone brought us to Christ. Amen. It could be our parents, could be a neighbor, it could be school teachers, could be a business partner, it could be a co-worker, it could be anyone that God has used. And usually several, not just one. I mean, sometimes one, and, you know, share the good news, and on the spot, you know, that person received Jesus Christ. And I, I heard testimony, I saw that. Um, as for myself, it uh, has been a, a kind of a, a little bit of a long, long journey, rather long journey, about four to five years. Um, because um, I was born in a family. Um, my, my, I always remember that it's a Lord's Prayer in King James Version uh, because of my dad that who, uh, who kind of uh, you know, asked us to pray for whatever reason in English, King James Version. By the way, he's... Uh, He's a, 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 a English teacher and he's a linguist. So, uh, so he asked uh, us to pray in the Lord's Prayer in King James Version. And uh, that's all I remember. And, uh, but strangely enough, after the war ended, um, that in, uh, yeah, the war ended uh, in 1975. So after the war ended, all the um, churches, whether home churches, uh, above ground, underground, uh, it's uh, all closed, as you know. All religious institutions were closed. Um, you know, Catholic churches, uh, as you know the story. If you don't, then just read the uh, history of Vietnam. And uh, so I think, as I look back, perhaps his fate backslidden. 
uh, and with the economy, with the crisis, with the energy crisis, and you know we all live, uh, you know, at nighttime, no energy, just using the uh, kerosene oil as as uh, you know at nighttime, and uh, so I think what maybe we're hard on them, and so uh, uh, my dad did not kind of push or you know pull. Uh, me to come to believe in, 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 in the Bible. But he told me that you just go and explore yourself. Uh, and uh, so I, I somewhat became an, an atheist, meaning I, I did not believe in anything. I, uh, I like science, I like physics. Uh, I scored high in school with, uh, with physics and, 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 uh, and uh, you know, uh, science, uh, math okay, math okay, but not really good at it. Uh, my wife always laughed at me that, you know, I cannot do, you know, the mental counting numbers. <laughs> and uh, so very slow with that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I ended up being an atheist and I did not believe in anything. And, uh, and it's, uh, I just believe myself. I believe uh, today we sometimes people call it free thinker or you know, atheists, ag agnostic, some, some sort of between uh, those. Uh, and uh, as the country began to open, Vietnam began to open 1990, where uh, they call it uh, the new policy called open door policy, uh, open policy. And uh, kind of usher beginning to interact with the world, outside world. And uh, I think I remember correctly, 1994, the embargo or sanction was lifted. Uh, across between Vietnam and U.S., uh, just initial start until fully lifted uh, a few years ago, which means that Vietnam can buy, buy lethal weapon. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, so uh, fast forward that you know, in high school and your life is uh, with a atheistic uh, framework. Even though I was born in Vietnam, supposed to be uh, animistic. Uh, the big word is like you believe in the nature. Uh, you worship the sun, S-U-N, the moon, the star, uh, the soil, the ground, whatever that brings you prosperity, whatever brings you to the soil, because still in the agriculture context, which means that, that they, will, they were happy. They know that there is a supreme being as long as they, uh, they, they bless my field with, you know, with water during the rice season and then sunshine during the, 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 the wet season. And and so, uh, uh, the generally speaking, generally speaking, the Vietnamese uh, uh, my of uh, my uh, fr uh, frame of mind is is animistic, because they just remember, you know, the their summer supreme being, and then Buddhism came along, uh, Taoism, Confucianism, all of that that kind of blend in. So Vietnam is kind of a, is a mixed bag of three, uh, three uh, three things, three components that that is. Uh, a little bit of animism, animistic, a little bit of Confucianism, a little bit of Buddhism. And so, so you meet a typical Vietnamese that, that will have, you know, a kind of a respect for the higher being, the supreme being, uh, in terms of, um, you know, if as long as that supreme being bless our life. Uh, and so they will adopt anything that bring along that bless their life. Uh, it can be an earth god, can be uh, uh, anything. So if a, a typical altar, we have, uh, you know, the ancestor and other, uh, other things. And if they later on, they adopt into uh, the Catholic version of it, they will have, uh, you know, <laughs> Jesus, uh, the saints, and all the, you know, just to make sure everybody is, you know, happy They're on the same altar. And so, um, 
that was the typical Vietnamese. I was the atypical. I was not a typical one. And uh, so I just, you know, kind of bit, uh, maybe because of being Westernized, um, you know, education. I, all of my life I study in uh, Vietnam uh, University here, uh, Ho Chi Minh Open University. I graduate in um, um, double major, uh, computer science and English. And I was... Uh, have a, a short interchange uh, in the northern Thailand, Vietnam, uh, Maha Sarakam University. And uh, so I learned to speak some Thai there out of uh, survival, being survival, because no one speaks English. So I cannot read and write, uh, but uh, I, 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 I spent about eight months or nine months there. Um, uh, my relatives in Chiang Mai, uh, and this is the uncles and aunties of my dad's size. Uh, my mom's size, all of them are in U.S. Uh, they were both people. I mean, they escaped after the war in about 80-something. Uh, some of them got caught, released, and then uh, sent back to refugee camp, and then they ended up in America. So that's my mom's side. My dad's side, most of them are still in Thailand, so I visit them from time to time. Uh, some relative in Europe. Uh, and so, um, uh, long story short, the uh, 2000, 1994, that um, <coughs> 1994, that my dad uh, founded the university, it's the university that attended uh, Ho Chi Minh Open University, and then the, the, the country opened, so began to invite a lot of his own friends. Uh, he, his, most of his life, uh, he was born, uh, born in Laos, raised in Chiang Mai, Thailand, went to U.S. Uh, uh, and stayed most of his time in U.S. He came back as a U.S. citizen, uh, and, uh, but the war uh, stopped, ended. But he's loved the country. He forfeited his uh, citizenship, U.S., and he on the street with a student, and he believed in the coalition between the three, uh, three, uh, you know, three groups, the, North, the Northerns, uh, Army, the South, and the U.S., uh, but that failed, so he had broken. Uh, he learned Vietnamese to, to Chinese, so he, his... His Vietnamese is a little bit, you know, it's kind of like in the literature, but he on the street, he can't really communicate with all the Vietnamese. And so uh, uh, he ended up that my mom wanted to go to U.S., and he locked my mom uh, in, the, in the home, uh, locked, literally locked her at home because he wanted to stay in Vietnam and, and forfeited his, uh, his U.S. citizenship. And so, uh, begin 1994, uh, he invited all of his friends coming back from overseas, uh, from UK, Europe, US, Australia. He, he established all his connection back because back then there's no communication, no internet. So he wrote letters and invited them to come back to teach in the UC that he just founded, and with some of his friends. So they, some of them came, and uh, little did I know some of them missionary, some of them Christian. So he established his back his connection. And all of them under a severe monitor, uh, because at, at that time, you know, by the 1994 something, all foreigners enter Vietnam will be basically being uh, being a track. Uh, I can uh, say it publicly here because that's true. Uh, and uh, you know, hotel, I think it's all white. Right? The minute that you you enter the rural area. Uh, you, you wear even the non-la, the cone head, you will be, you'll be stopped, you know, because the, uh, 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 let me tell you this. If you're a foreigner here, uh, don't hide anything because uh, nothing can be hidden here. 
uh, Vietnam learned the Eastern Europe way, one of the spy system, probably one of the uh, a, a sophisticated one. Uh, and uh, so I tell you, just walk in the light, walk in the light here, and just being Christian, just 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 boldly declares Christian. So uh, uh, just cut short on that story. So there's one. Uh, one guy that came in and uh, just be a school teacher, and he's from Scotland, and he's a Scotman. Uh, I thank God that he did not introduce me to Johnny Walker, but uh, he introduced me to Jesus the Savior, you see. And literally, the Scotland, you know, Scotland, right, they have all sort of whiskey and all of that, you know, it's, it's the best of the world. Uh, and uh, uh, for the record, I did not taste any of his Jerry Walker or blue level, anything red level. Uh, later on in my business, of course, I tasted. That's why I can tell you. Uh, but, um, uh, but he introduced me to Jesus. And uh, uh, we work, um, you know, he, he worked for my dad uh, as, as, uh, as um, you know, one of a kind of, a, you know, a cur cur curriculum builder or something. And, uh, and then later, my, my dad... Uh, I went home with the Lord that he became my friend. He's, uh, you know, a decade older than me, but he's a good friend. And uh, so um, we uh, spent time together. We uh, uh, make some business. We have a few company, and I ran with him, and, you know, we're good friend. And he went with me through thick and thin, and he, uh, at that time, I still, uh, you know, resistant to the gospel and Christianity because uh, I, I, I uh, you know, I, I saw the history, and I didn't really have uh, any kind of, uh, of, of framework to process to the, the, the good news. Anyway, he stuck along, and, uh, you know, we have been good friends, and um, to about year, um, year 2000, I think, year, oh, 1997. 1997, he uh, brought me to, um, uh, actually, first I met him in a Christmas uh, party uh, at one of um, our Singaporean friends. Uh, uh, they have a kind of a Christmas. Back then, everybody so-called, they do something underground. Uh, Christian gather in a home and they kind of a private secret uh, a club. Uh, I'm not sure, but, you know, you only buy invitation. So uh, he invited me there. Um, and um, no, I think I went with my dad and then met some Singaporean there. So we, we, uh, we have a uh, Christmas party and then uh, we made friends. And then later on, he in invited me to a, a local church. By that time, the, the church already opened. I mean, the local register official church. Uh, if some of you walk in, it's a resembling of the church in the U.S. about uh, 50 years ago in the 50s. Uh, it branched out from one denomination called CMA, Christian Mission Alliance. And, and so uh, um, I attended there, and uh, I, I mean, to be honest, I, uh, I didn't quite like it. Uh, and, and so I told him, no, no maybe I, I, I will not come. I said, oh, just keep, you know, keep coming. And then um, so I forced myself just to be in, connect, open up. And uh, so I connected well with the, uh, <coughs> the youth and uh, uh, the church there. Uh, I serve in every, uh, every capacity that they, they, they have or they allow. Uh, and being a young man and just, uh, you know, uh, just, just having fun and, you know, and some, you know, and uh, begin to just, uh, just go to church for about three years. Uh, and, but I, I, as I look back, I did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. All I have is just a new religion. Something is kind of fun. Uh, you know, every church that you come to is a single man uh, there. There were a lot of beautiful girls, so you come and you look for, you know, who is, uh, you know, a beautiful one. And, uh, and then, 
And then my friend brought, uh, uh, brought me the same uh, Scotman who introduced me to Jesus that brought me to New Life about year 2000. And, um, and then first thing first, attended foundation class uh, in English because that's the lone town that uh, the, the, found, the founding pastor is Pastor Eric Dooley. He, he at that time, he's still learning Vietnamese, so he teached a course in English. And so, but uh, the Lord grabbed my heart uh, after this night lesson consecutively every week, every Sunday at uh, 8.30, I believe, at 30 to 9.30, and then we have a service about 10. And in Saigon Prince Hotel was the own name, chain, later changed to Duxton Hotel. Now, I guess the owner changed back to Saigon Prince. If you go down to Nguyen Hoa Street, right at uh, near Sun Hua Tower, right? And that's where the room was upstairs, maybe the capacity about 150 to 180 max. Uh, and that was the day. And uh, so we are going to celebrate the uh, 25th anniversary, but in September, right? And you will have a chance, so those of you who are new, you have a chance to meet the founding pastor. He'll be a guest speaker, uh, although he's online because uh, he is living in Gig Harbor, Washington State right now. Uh, and so uh, the, all I just want to share that story because all of us, that we have, you all have your own unique personal story. The reason that you are here, sitting here for whatever reason, absolutely because of the God's grace, because of God's grace, absolutely because of the work of the Holy Spirit, but absolutely also the sweat and tear and the labor of men and women of God who boldly declare or sometimes subtly declare or being a long journey with you so that you can come to Christ. It could be that parents, it could be that, that co-worker, it could be anyone that God brought along so that you can come this far. Amen? You understand what I'm trying to say? So that's a great commission, right? The great commission is because it's a great command. It's not a suggestion. <laughs> if, if those men and uh, women that say, eh, it's just a suggestion, you do, you don't do, that's okay, God loves you. I mean, sometimes people bought in that line. Right? If those men that then will risk their life to enter Vietnam, uh, you know, in those early days to bring about the gospel, and they could be in jail, they could be deported, um, you know, I probably haven't have a chance, opportunity to know. God will use someone else, obviously, but, you know, it's like Esther. If you, if, if you don't, you know, if, if, if you don't going to do this, uh, you know, to speak the message to the king in the book of Esther, God will raise someone else. So then as I say, if I die, I die. I'm just going to do it. And, and so, so I want you to know that you are here maybe because of you looking for a job or because your company posts you, move you in the expat community that you move around the country. But I tell you on the spiritual realm, you are here for a season and for a reason. But you need to, you need to explore that. Is that a general thing? But you need to explore specific thing that how you can be about to carry out the Great Commission and be so-called the Great Commissioner, meaning like you want to be, or the Great Ambassador, you're going to bring the message of the another kingdom that you have another king to bring, you know, to the message to. Being an ambassador means that you're on a foreign soil, uh, that with uh, uh, even though that none of us have a, a literally diplomatic immunity, 
uh, meaning like yeah, uh, the people can touch you, you know, you don't have a private car, diplomatic immunity with a number plate, uh, you know, nobody, it's, but it is in a way that you have a dipl diplomatic immunity by Christ. The blood of Christ cover you. And so whatever the harm, possible harm, the attack, the persecution, mild to severe, that God will be with you and God will use you. A lot of people would draw their hand back and be being, you know, uh, backslidden because they, they do not carry out this last command, this, this last important lesson, the Great Commission. Remember the first, uh, the first lesson about the five Christian essentials. What are they? Number one. Can I hear? Hear God's voice. Hear God's voice. Number two. Love God's Word. Okay? Number three. Pray. Talk to God. Right? Number four. Fellowship. Talk to other believers. Okay, number five, witness. A lot of Christians that, that, that went through their Christian life without exercise, the last one, being a witness, because even they show shameful about their lifestyle. How can they witness? Because all they have is just religious shell and an empty one, and not really a personal relationship with Christ, and therefore they cannot speak because inside they know that that's not who they are yet. But I give you hope because that even though that you and I will have a moment, we will have a moment of being religious and I had three years. But God came into our life and used someone to speak into our heart and transform us, become a, a new living creature. And we're going to speak the Word of God in, 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 in a coffee shop, in, in, in a shopping mall. Whoever it is, you don't become a, a re religious superior you know, person and try to push somebody down. It's just being, being, you know, being, being represent of Christ and share life and speak the Word of God. That's what some of of the people in this church that did to me because I attended a church, you know, whether a small group, uh, you know, uh, sometimes they just cook a little bit of pasta, a bit of, uh, of salad, a cup of tea, and that's how I was built up through this church. And someone brought in, Pastor Eric uh, duly discipled me in Christ, and uh, his discipleship style is... is uh, uh, a bit of militant, a bit of, of, of uh, tough love, right? And I think maybe it just fit my style. And so uh, I grew and uh, I was, and long story short, um, I was called and to, um, um, to, go, to go to Singapore to, uh, to have my uh, uh, Master of Divinity, earned my degree three years there, came back and become full-time uh, pastor here in 20, uh, 2012. And so it has been um, a long journey uh, for me, uh, but I, I'm glad that I, um, I responded to God's call, and I'm glad that, that I, I, um, I did not have a delay, uh, dis delay obedience, and that means disobedience. Even though that God's propped my heart along uh, since 2000, 2012, so that's uh, 2009, about nine years of formation, and the Lord uh, has been good. And I want to testify that, um, you know, the Lord is with you. And the reason that you're here, because God wants to use you in, in, in small way, big way, in ways that no need man to, to, to notice or recognize. Amen? Are you still with me? Well, that's just the introduction. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, I just want you to share with you the first slide. Um, 
hold on that. Uh, this is the happen in the book of Acts. I mean, just uh, just want to have a visual uh, kind of a connection. The book of Acts talk about you know all the all the nations. Acts chapter two, all the nation that kind of gathered together at the day of Pentecost. Uh, the day of the, the Holy Spirit, you know, endowment, the spirit that, that Jesus promised. And they, uh, of course, they gather together in Jerusalem and uh, from, from all the surrounding region. And if you read the account of Acts, and you see that people come from all different nations, they gather together, there are tongues of fire and different languages. They, they speak and they declare the goodness, and Peter preached a powerful message. And, and the message is just not pampering, not just to, to, to make them happy. The message starts pierce through their heart, and the, and, and, and the message cut their heart like bleeding. And they say, What shall we do? Repent and be baptized. That's what they said. Because, that, you know, because it, it, the message of the gospel kingdom is to bring repentance so that people will come back to Christ and what the next step they be baptized in water so that can be added to the church and that's what that's what we we continue to to teach and to proclaim so as the uh, the account of Acts is the um, if you want to have if you like the connection between the old and the new uh, is uh, the event of Tower Babel where people have one common language and they want to come together because of their arrogance because of their they say hey uh, I have a technology to build high tower we get together we build Tower of Babel so that we can reach God. The irony is that God came down. God came down and just kind of, of confused them with the language. So everybody has their own languages and they cannot understand each other. And uh, by faith, we believe that's how it happened. That we have so many different languages. Some of you say, no, what? You know, uh, but all th- happened in the Bible. And I, I, I believe that it happened because they, con- that they confused them so they spread out. The reason, because they congregate. So they, the Lord said, ah, you, just, you just want to be yourself. I, I call you to be a holy nation. I want to call you, bless you, so that you become a blessing to others. That's the call to Abraham. So, but you now congregate to that, just enjoy yourself. Just go out. And the only way I do it, confuse you, you go out and you spread out. So it's always through the Old Testament and New Testament, the always the concept of of um, you know uh, scatters and being scattered, gather and scatter. So come and see, go and tell. So at the, at the event of uh, the the day of the church that we've been established, I help you to have the the kind of picture. God created the garden for Adam and Eve. It was sanctuary. It was a place of connection and worship. Adam and Eve, God, they are in good relationship. Sin entered into the scene. They succumbed to it. The fallen of man, so man, they, they opened their eyes. They saw their naked shame, guilt enter. They tried to use their own measure of way to cover it by a fig leaf. You are saying, no, no, that's not supposed to be. There will be animal skin. So signify an, uh, uh, an animal was slaughtered and killed. And therefore, after they was kicked out of the garden, they still hear God's voice, but they somewhat only from the distance because they're no longer in, in a close distance with God. So God, later on, required them to have a tabernacle, so a place that I dwell in, I worship you. Later on, the temple, and then Jesus came along the sides and said, okay, that temple, that physical structure will be destroyed because I will resurrect in three days. He talked about his temple, his body. And so then moving on, uh, he gave us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit become the temple of the Holy Spirit, our body. Our physical body become a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's just a shelter. That, that's where we congregate together as a church. So they're just established in the book of Acts. Before the book of Acts, when Jesus in the gospel, is synagogue. The Jewish community. Where they still hear about the good news. Okay? 
So the church is established in the book of Acts, and that's from that one. It's, a, it's so-called the reverse of Babel. People come from different nations come in, but they have common is Christ. They share, they break bread, they're devoted to fellowship, they, they come together, they pray because they're under the oppression of the Roman Empire. As the old Roman Empire, that they stuck in Jerusalem. This is just all the Jews. There will be some Gentiles join in, but they have to be circumcised male. They have to follow some restriction. So Paul came in with the, with the, with the Romans and said, no, 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 you don't need to do that. If you Gentiles, stay Gentile in your you don't need to circumcise to be saved. If you like to, okay, but you don't have to. Right? So they join in. And from here, Jerusalem, they, they kind of uh, you know, like hugging each other, stay here, just care about themselves. The Lord used the Roman Empire to bring persecution, oppression, to scatter them. As they go out, they spread the good news. They meet in the catacomb, they meet underground, and they, uh, and, and, and they sing and they worship the Lord. And uh, some, some historian recorded that, you know, the Romans uh, officials say, what is this Jewish sect? This is cult, this is crazy. They met underground, they drink something like blood, you know, like communion, and then they break some bread and they say, this is my body, and they, they eat the flesh, you know. So they, 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 some, there's some record that they say, wow, this is a Jewish sect, this is terrible, we have to suppress them all the more. And so as they scatter, uh, throughout all the region to, so that's why fulfilling the prophecy of, of Joel that God will give the spirit to all men and women as they're going to they gonna bring out the message and from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the Great Commission happened at the foundation of the church. So the Great Commission is just not an option. It part and it's ground, it's a foundation of the church because the reason that you and I are here being saved for a reason. Not just to sing kumbaya and get our servants and done and take the box and we feel you know, our life good. If we have a mission, we have a great commission to do it. We don't have to be across the ocean. The mission sometimes is just our neighbor. Just sometimes the people sit next to our cubicle. Just sometimes to sweep our floor. Some maybe janitor to clean the toilet. And sometimes that we ignore. The great commission it is just not for pastor and missionary. It's for everyone who believe in Christ and for every church of this nation if they call themselves Church of Christ. Are you still with me? So, let me make this clear. The Great Commission is not for the professional. So, don't ever tell yourself or tell me that, Pastor, you are the one that only can preach the good news. You are the one that, you know, can talk to other people. Some people have the tendency, especially, and they speak only for Vietnam, especially my Vietnamese fellow, I think, Pastor, I bring this person to you. Can you make him become a Christian? I say, uh, you're asking, uh, it's a tall order, <laughs> and it's an impossible order. I cannot make anyone a Christian. If you already know the word, why don't you just share slowly with your friend? It's not that, yes, it's good that you bring him, that you can see the body of Christ, they begin to connect, but I'm not the one who make them Christian. I'm not the one who turned them. I, I'm not proselyte them. I, I'm not converted them. So I, 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 I try to res restrain myself from using the word conversion, proselyte, because that's not actually what happened in the Bible. What happened in the Bible is, 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 is the, the, the Israelite, 
the Jew, the, the people from the out of one family, one name actually with a one guy named Jacob, and that, that later changed to Israel, and that call out all the twelve tribes, and they get together. They're supposed to be the light and salt to the earth. They fail. They fail. And that's why they send the prophet and they say, Okay, repent, repent, return to me, and then come to Messiah. And I say, Well, we don't worry, we don't know how long. And you know, after a couple of seven hundred eight hundred years, and then the Christ came along and they did not recognize it. Why? Because they were blind spiritually. They cannot recognize it. So those who like the Galilean, the fishermen, the people of, of the low class and not the elite, and all the elite miss it, the Pharisee, the Sandrine, the, all the official, uh, you know, consider that the Jewish people uh, that miss it, that only the people that who really say, is this a good news? Is this a good news? We want it. We want to hear it. We want to tell us more. Tell us more. The other one who heard it, yeah, heard it. Who are you? Who has authority to teach us? I mean, that's what the Pharisees challenged Jesus. They get together to Jerusalem. It was scattered by the persecution. As they went out, they spread the gospel. Gentiles joined in. And all the letters that we, we read in the Old New Testament, they talk about most of the tension between Gentile and Jew and instruction from the Lord, how to, how to live out as the body of Christ, the church. Be, you know why? Because before that, as I said, they don't have the church. They have a synagogue. Okay? So now the church is a bit messy, like uh, who's going to be the Pope? Uh, no. Right? So, so the Bible laid out, you know, God appointed, number one, the apostle. Right? Then this is uh, what the prophets just easy for you to remember the apostle where it can touch all the other finger because, he, you know, he traveled different churches, established. And then it will be an a index finger for a prophet, you know. Usually the prophets, I don't know if they, in the Old Testament, they use index or not. You know, thus say the Lord. You have this. Uh, and uh, the middle finger I cannot use alone. So the middle finger. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's uh, reaching out, the evangelist, okay. Reaching out is, uh, this is the, long, the longest finger. It's reaching out. It's kind of a help you to... Uh, Memorize, um, and then the uh, the kind of a ring finger uh, is uh, a pastor, and then the last one, uh, uh, short shorter one, uh, which is is still important, uh, is teachers. So the Bible played out that Lord appoint and gave the church, the body of Christ, these uh, so-called fivefold ministry: uh, the apostle, the prophet, uh, the uh, evangelist, the pastor, and teachers. For a small church like this, I pretty much uh, have to carry out this uh, four thing. I, I don't see myself as an apostle. Um, some people claim that they're apostle. I still think that God can use a modern-day apostle, but not in the sense, not in the sense that overpower or rewrite rewrite Bible. If you Google, sometimes people will claim that you know. Uh, the Bible has not completed, and now I'm an apostle sent from the Lord. I'm going to add into the Bible. I'm going to rewrite it, and this is the message. This is a cult, usually a cult. Right? The Bible is finished. It's a closed canon. This is a big word, a closed canon, but has not closed in terms of God's activity. You see? It's a scripture, a closed canon at the book of Revelation, but God's revelation and accomplishment or activity is still ongoing until the, uh, until the day that Christ came back. Are you still clear with me? All right. It is a closed book or canon, but it's not closed in the sense of God's kingdom and God's activity. Amen? 
Okay. So God gave us this fivefold just to what? To build up the church. It's like, um, it's like God gave us the body, right? The two legs, the arm. I mean, the leg to walk, and some of you, if you exercise, you strengthen, you squat, you do push-up because you want to strengthen the body, you dancing, you moving, you tie boxing, kickboxing, some of you should play a different you know, weird sport, you know, like, like I am sometimes. And so, so uh, it, is, it is to strengthen the body. So same, what, what's, the, what's, what's the function of a church? Not just to come here and sing and just feel happy about it and carry on with your business as usual. It's to be strengthened. Whether it's your, if, if you are the eye, your eye be strengthened. If you are, you know, a thigh, a, a leg, you be strengthened. The muscle built up so that what? For the work of the ministry. What's the world ministry? Back again. We put on the wall, win, build, set. It's just kind of a simplify for us to remember. We want to reach out and win the loss for every generation. And I put it there, no one is too lost to be won by Jesus. We want to make disciples and build up Christ-centered family and strong, solid disciples. And not just some wimpy religious Christian just come to church and just care about their life and just say, yeah, you know, God bless me. I wait for the ticket to heaven. Death. No life in them. We want to build and make disciples. No one is too weak to be built for his church. And to build up for what? Not say, hey, look at me. You know. We're not, not for a show like a body you know, builder, like, hey, you know, look at the pose. You know. It's to serve. To be sent out. The word to be called and to send out has shared the same root. To be called by God. It's usually he, he called us, he called a disciple, come in, it's like, yeah, hey, come, just chill. And, you know, go home. No, to call is the same as to be sent out. So God call us, gather together here as the body of Christ, as, as the church, as a congregation. What? After about, you know, 11, all of us, we're going to go out Monday to Saturday. And if you and I do not have a sense of the calling and the Great Commission, life is just as mundane as any non-believer will see. Punching the clock, paying the bills, get the bacons and potatoes and bread or whatever on the table. Or some of you like ribs and beefsteak. Some of you will scream out, there will be no beefsteak like in my home country. Thanks to the open border, there's some imported beefsteak. Some of you memorize and remember the beefsteak in Egypt. The mistake of, of good food but slavery. And if some of you here run away from countries to country just to find God. I hope, I pray that you will find Him here as, I, as, as God has been gracious. I pray that as we gather here together as the body of Christ, we'll be scattered on Monday and go back to our work. Shimli, tell what you believe. No intention to convert anyone. Do not proselyte anyone. Just be Christ-like. People will be attracted. Christ came to this earth not to proselyte the Gentiles. He came to become the Savior for the Gentiles. He died while we were still sinners. He used, obviously, he used the disciple 
who is a Jewish community. It's also the Apostle Paul who had basically bring the gospel to the ends of the, the known world at that time, from, from Middle East to Europe to Asia. And here we are in Vietnam because of this great commission. The great commission is the great command. It's not a suggestion. So if you know the Lord and you want to walk with him, the great commission is non-negotiable. It's part of being Christian. Are you still with me? Right, next slide, I want uh, just a few uh, scripture for us, and uh, all in the book, all in the book, okay? Um, help you to fill the blank. <laughs> Jesus explained the variety of land, saying, you will be my witness in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, for them, for them, for the context, is their city they live in. All right, so, so don't tell me, Pastor, I need to go to Jerusalem so that, uh, you know, I can go out with a great commission. No, 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 it's just that the city they live in, like this whole human city, beginning with where you live. The Great Commission begins where you live, okay? Uh, when I first, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, got saved and I have an idea because I like, you know, I like uh, adventures. I like, oh, I, I one day I like to be a missionary, go, you know, somewhere else in the, in the Amazon jungle and I try to preach the, the gospel and then some of the men and women without clothes, the jungle, they got saved. I mean, kind of, kind of, that's very, uh, very, very nice, uh, you know, achievement. But little did I know that the, the, the Great Commission begins where I live, which is Ho Chi Minh City. It's Saigon. I mean, if God called me later on in life and want to go to a different country, that's wonderful. But it's not, not like the idea that, that you know, sometimes Christian has the idea like, yeah, uh, you know, Pastor, I, I don't want to become a businessman. I just want to become a missionary. I said, um, have you been discerning God's call? And I know, you know, both are be, be God's great commission, right? You can be a businessman and, you know, you, you have a business practice that, that, that your partner is supply like, wow, I never, I, never, I, ne I never experienced anyone like this. You pay us on time. All the other previous uh, uh, customer, they pay late. They lay three months and they rack to six. Uh, they play uh, 30 days and 60 days and then 90 days. And you pay us on time. Wow. That's business integrity. Oh, everybody cheat and you never cheat us on the contract and you keep the promise on the contract. Wow. So being a businessman and being a missionary in a real missionary field is the same. All of us are being missionary. You know what? As a church, we send out missionary in the church, New Life Fellowship of Churches in the region. Right now, we, uh, you know, like we, um, we have a pioneering church in Kyrgyzstan, right? Kyrgyzstan, uh, uh, Bishkek. And uh, have a, a family there, Indonesian uh, husband, Korean wife, and they've been there learning a language, learning Russia, Russian language, and some cookies. Uh, and uh, what do you do? Learning language, work, study, and just connect with people. And I tell you what, if that is, is the picture, I want to paint you a picture that you are a missionary. You got here, maybe you have a job. Some of the, you know, the Pharaoh, whether your boss you don't know, you don't know the Lord, they pay the bills, right? So the Pharaoh pay the bill, and you carry out the great commission for God. God will provide. God will provide. Amen? Amen. And so, so as God provides you, don't just, don't just waste your life and bore your life like, yeah, punch the clock, complain to employers. Complain to Pharaoh, oh, they're not doing good, they're this, this, and that. Oh, my company is this, my boss is this, my supplier is this. Uh, this is Vietnam, the weather too hot, everybody is fish sauce. Uh, they sometimes they bring durian to the office. Uh, 
you know, and, and the Vietnamese taxi driver, I tell them turn right, they turn left, uh, you know, and I try to order a proper meal, like back my home country, it then came out, it's just ugly, nasty, cannot eat. Uh, they eat prawn, they eat, sh they eat shrimp without removing the shell. They bring the whole chicken to the table, not chopping the head. Uh, you know, there's so many things as an expat life, you can add on a bag, a bag, maybe a container, a container <laughs> of things that you do not like. You do not. You, you, you feel uncomfortable and, and frustrated. You know what? All missionaries, as I know, that our, uh, our church, the Vincent, they're all frustrated with the, with the country they've been in. So the only pastor care for them is that, you know, uh, usually in our church we have um, a message by, uh, uh, by founding pastor like called Culture Shock once a year. I think I miss it quite a lot because I feel that you all like, you know, been blended well in Vietnam. You're all Vietnamese, you're drinking coffee. The more you drink coffee, the more you become Vietnamese. Uh, and uh, your blood change. Um, so, uh, so if, if so, so, but I do make myself available if you have a moment of cultural shock, okay? Uh, I make myself available over a cup of coffee. So if you're new in town and you like to have a cup of coffee just to, just to get your mind over some of the things that are so weird in the city, right? Uh, and then just talk to me. I don't know everything, but I know a little bit, okay? And so, um, um, so we'll talk about missionary because that they, they just adjusted the culture, learned the language, adjusted the weather, um, and, um, and uh, French friendship, built friendship. That's, that's what you all are doing. That's what you are in a company. I mean, you don't work in a company, you want the next person to you, kind of friend, right? A colleague, you want to stay professional, of course. Uh, but I tell you, the company might have policies, that, hey, stay professional. But I mean, after a work hour, you still can have, like, you know, invite them for tea or coffee, uh, bring them. And we talk about a great length over the last four years about hospitality. Because hospitality is also biblical and this is part of Christian lifestyle. Just don't close yourself up, yeah, you know, um, I'm just an expat. I cannot connect with the local. I cannot connect with others. You know, I just ha I, uh, hang around in the expat club. Uh, you know, because uh, it's more comfortable. Because they do not understand my number one language, number two culture. Uh, it's just too much hassle. If you live your lifestyle here in this city, even six months, even one year, it's gonna be. It's gonna be fruitless. It's gonna be. Uh, it is suffering. It's not really enjoying what the Lord had in store for you. And you really have no view of the Great Commission because all you care is about self. If the man and the woman that God brought into my life, they care about themselves, I probably have no the Lord. And so I just pray for you this, that I suppose I have many scriptures for you, but I feel like the Holy Spirit that, that leads me. So I just want to speak of my heart, my mind. And you can just promise me, go home and read all the scripture that lay out there. So just in case that somebody, oh, pastor, you preach, but no, no, no scripture. I'm sorry, just, just, just a lot of scripture here. Uh, but um, I tell you, I pray that um, each of you in your, your time here in Ho Chi Minh City, at least someone in your office or someone near you know that you are Christian, that your 
God, your Jesus Christ. At least you share with them in, a, in whatever way that you want to carry out, over the coffee, over tea, over cup. Because God asked us to be a witness, a testimony. He never asked us to be a lawyer. So do not to be, you know, become a lawyer, try to defend for God. I, I've seen, uh, uh, you know, even I saw myself sometime when I first got into know Jesus Christ, and I tried to, to be a lawyer. I try to be try to convince everybody in, you know, the case, prove the case. And usually it's only debate and intense and tension and not really life transforming. All you need is just speak the truth, pray. We need a lot of prayer. That's why uh, we need to pray for the lost. We need to pray with a lot of procession. But around the world, I tell you this, no shame, no guilt. But prayer meeting is usually minimal because prayer is boring, humanly speaking. Like because you pray, nothing happens. It's like you talk to yourself. And that is only the view that God did not hear. God does not hear. He is, is, is just muted idol. That's what people do to a religion. They pray to muted idols in the temple. And they cannot talk. But our God speaks. So we need to hear. That's why we need to pray. Pray for the lost soul. We pray for the lost one. And the lost one can be in church can be in your office, can be a factory. I pray that the time that you, you finish your term here, whatever that, that requires you, at least someone heard about Christ. Whether they come to know God or not, it's going to be a lifelong process. But I pray that in my time, at least I see a dozen of disciples, I see a dozen of people, uh, you know, got come to know Christ. And the Lord had been good. And as a pastor, I had the privilege to see uh, people that come from over a different country, they were, they were slack, they were spiritual wanderer. They were, they were looking for hope, and they found Jesus here. I can tell you, you don't need to love me. You don't need to love this church. All I ask and I pray that you love Jesus. Because if you love Jesus, the rest is simple. The rest is simple. Those who are husbands, you love Jesus, you begin to love your, your spouse, your wife. If you love Jesus, you begin to love your children and want to disciple them and not just let them do whatever they want disciple them mother if you love jesus you will love your husband you will not look further you don't say oh i wish i have a better husband you know some of the wife have a secret prayer i can read in your mind ah. they say yeah i wish i have a better version there's no other version that's the version you have some of us like you know i'm single i'm single and nobody you know take interest in me i'm, I'm getting old and you know there's pressure from my my mom's side, my dad's side, I can tell you that though if, you, if the Lord called you to be single, so be it. But that make sure it's, a, it's, it's God called, right? Just, just don't fool yourself and say, yeah, nobody interested in me, so I just want to be single. No, no, no. It has to be a, a, a very specific call, like the Apostle Paul, like someone else that, that just, you know, that say, uh, the Lord wants me to be single. Some of you giving hope already and say, i above 40, 50, so there's no one else. I can tell you, uh, there's always hope with God. You know, think about Abraham, right? Think about Sarah, right, 100 years old, right? Um, and, uh, and so some of you are, are children are here. I know that uh, Vietnam is opening up, but not everything that you might have in the back of your home country or, you know, you've come from a country that Vietnam is better than you. Say, oh, yeah, this is good, and you enjoy it. But also if you come from, from a well-developed country, say not everything is here like your own country. So learn to adjust, make friends, um, and, you know, uh, and learn to know God. Your parents may, 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 may drag you to church, 
but I hope that you're being exposed by the will of the Lord, that you will know the Lord. And the Great Commission, even at early age, you should know because, you know, your friends, your friends that curse, uh, that, that cursing and tell a lie, you can tell and stand up and say, hey, hey, brother, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't think you should tell a lie. So I, that's why I coach my son that they, they that sometimes they chat. There's there, there's a group chat and they they curse things. Say, love, you should have to say something. Yeah, you don't need to be you know a full lecturer, but you just say something. Say, hey guys, uh, the language is filthy, and dirty. Uh, can you just change it? Just say, it. oh yeah. And then he try it, and then people say, oh so sorry, we changed it. Sometimes people need to remind it. Even in their heart, they already know, but you know, but sometimes need to be reminded. So usually, if my wife can testify this, I usually stop at a red light, and uh, people must do. I mean, if they pass so fast, I ignore them. I cannot do anything. But they stop a bit cross I, I, I kind of point like, can you go back a bit? You know. So I bring education to the around the corner, and and I, I I green light, and this is red light, and the guy just moving. I say, oh, Seth, red light, red light, and then my my wife just worry for me. Say, oh, you know. Um, <laughs> this day, a lot of people under something, and you're on the street, and you don't be crazy, and they want to kill you, fight you. I just, I just pray that no, <laughs> nothing will happen. But I continue to do that. I mean, just gently. I didn't say anything. I just say red lights and just stop. You know, my turn to go. And can you just do that? You know, uh, and uh, I, I have to say, okay, no, 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 do not enter any fight. Do not enter any fight. <laughs> uh, and so, so I want to tell you this. Either you and I live boldly for Christ or we live pathetically with our own. I pray that each of you will speak the word. But let me tell you this. Let the word of God, let the grace of God, let the mercies of God transform you first. You can't give someone something that you don't have. You don't have God's love, the agape version of us. It's not your corrupted version. Because your, and your corrupted and my corrupted version is like, I love you when you're good. When you, you know, tick me off, I do not love you anymore. That's why sometimes parents make a mistake. Say, today I love you because you're a very good boy and good daughter. Say what? That's anti-gospel empty gospel. You can still correct. Say, son and daughter, today you misbehave. I really, uh, you know, upset. And uh, I want to tell you that, you know, you need to be changed and corrected. It, it, it should not, you shouldn't do this. Why? Here's the reason why. From the Bible, here's the reason why. Are you clear? Say yes. You have to bring the person, even young as young, to the point of repentance. Not to suppress, not to, like, are you clear? Yes, I repent. Okay. I forgive you. We receive forgiveness together and reconcile. We talked about that last, uh, yesterday on righteousness and, and, and grace. The parents and even as, as uh, adults, we need to do that together. If somebody stumbled you or offended you, come and talk person and speak. Like brother, sister, l l last week you said about that, uh, I, I get offended. You say, and that person sometimes like, oh really? I didn't know. You can do that to me too. Yeah. Like pastor, last week you said about this and it just hurt me. You say, oh yeah, sorry, I d I, I'm not aware of that. Because as a pastor, I, I proclaim the message. I never, never 
before God. And I never want to have a, any personal attack. Sometimes it hits you because the Holy Spirit hits you. Okay? It hits you. Not because that, oh, I try to, this week, let personal attack this person, you know. No. The Great Commission is a great command. And I pray that your time here will be fruitful. Your business or whatever endeavor that you are here will bear much fruit in the light of the kingdom, in the light of the gospel. Don't waste your time here. In this city, a lot of temptation. I see a couple came here, great zealous for the Lord, ended up divorced, broken. Temptation. Sexual temptation. Other temptation as well. Single. One heart. Do not come to me and say, Pastor, here's my boyfriend. Make him a Christian. No, I, I cannot make him a Christian. Please. You're the one who reached him out. You can bring the non-believers here and say, you know, let's expose. Say the scripture. I'm not a, I'm not a pro. I'm just another beggar as you are. We're begging for God's grace, begging for God's mercy. We are fellow believers. My role here as a call just being the ring finger, being a pastor to build up the church. Are you still with me? Can we just go a few more scripture and then we're going to um, uh, have uh, some reflection. So the church obedience to the command. So the word of God spread the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. And so the churches were strengthened in the, in the faith and grow daily in number. That's what happened. That was happening in the beginning of, of the, the, the church in, in the first century. Uh, when the word was preached, the people repented and burned their idols. Right? Uh, in this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grown power. You know what? When people receive the word of God, their lifestyle begin to change. Not 100% perfect, but you see the 180 degree turn. They worship idol, burn it. They come. I literally, after about you know, uh, one year or two years that I came to know the Lord in this church, uh, the uh, grandpa gave my uh, mom um, a kind of a, a, a nice piece of antique. Um, um, you know, an artifact, maybe about 100 plus years old. Uh, it's, it's a statue of, uh, you know, a laughing, uh, it's called laughing Buddha or something, laughing, you know, like this one. Beautiful is from, uh, from China. It's uh, porcelain, right? It's beautiful. And it's worth a lot. And I, uh, I even, I think, I checked the price, it's worth a lot. Now I'm thinking to myself, this is personal, I'm thinking to myself that if I can bring this stuff to that shop and I got some, uh, you know, quite a substantial amount of money, I mean, as a young man. And so um, I think, but whoever going to pay that one, pay for that one, we must value that things a lot in order to pay it, right? Hmm. But, uh, but if on, uh, one, on one, one hand, I think, but that's, that's, that's people's business, right? I just I don't I not I, I, I do not sin if I bring this uh, this piece of thing to the shop and they just get some money. But I sh I struggle for about a week or two. I pray, uh, I pray alone. I share with some friend. I pray, and then one morning I have a clear of my mind. Uh, you know, not not like I have to do because somebody watching. I just clear my mind. I said, Lord, um, 
I think that this is this is something has been sitting on our our home for so long, and I've been I know it's, it's it's you know it's worth a lot, but nothing nothing this if this thing can hinder me from going hundred percent toward you and 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 to see that whatever it takes that you know I, I don't I, not about the money it's about the the hundred percent wholehearted allegiance to you. So I just wake morning, I put it in a plastic bag, go in front of my door, I smash it. Smash it, throw in the bin. Clear, no regrets. It's, uh, at that time I can buy, uh, just to give you an idea, I can buy maybe one or two motorbikes. Mm. Straight in. Clear, walk away. Not looking back. Not like, not like lost white looking back. Oh. Can, can, can we fix it? Maybe we just pick up and do, uh, do the Japanese thing, the, the thing that we fix the broken bowl with the gold, you know, like that. Uh, maybe worth more. So I mesh it and make sure I spread into a few bags so that nobody collected. So it should be back. I put in different rubbish bin. Only you know if your lifestyle had been 100% or 100% or 180 degree change. I, I don't know. So you have to talk to God. If are you really when you know the God, your life completely changed and you will begin to experience His power, grow in power. Amen? All right, next slide, please. Moving fast. The promise of His presence and power and authority. Uh, when the, the Bible talks about authority here, it talks about the authority of the Word. Not talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I have a, uh, have a disposition in the company. Talk about when you and I speak the Word, we are not speak on our own authority. We speak on Christ's authority. Okay, so when I'm, I'm speaking to you here, not because I have authority, but the, the, the Bible said all authority have been give, uh, given to me, mean Jesus, and therefore go and make disciples of all nations, which means that you and I, when we speak the word of the Lord to others, we speak based on the authority of the word of Jesus Christ, not your authority. That's why sometimes people kind of feel like, yeah, who am I to speak to that person? Who am I to speak to Pharaoh? Who am I to speak to my CEO? Who am I to speak to that person? Well, it's not about who you, who you are, but it's about who Christ is. Therefore, if you speak to a janitor, you should speak the same as the good news of Jesus Christ. And then you speak to the CEO, to the king, you do not discount the gospel. Yeah, he's a, he's a big boss. Maybe uh, uh, I'll find a way to make it easy for him. Maybe discount him 30%. So that I just say, hey, you know, believe and your company was successful and, you know, we more sales and later on you can come repent of your sin. If you come and you know that your boss is sin, you know, have an affair with a secretary or have a, you speak directly and say, uh, you know, boss, uh, I think that um, this is not right. Uh, you know, I, I met your wife and do this. I know we know you, we love you, but this is wrong. Wrong according to who? Yeah, I think wrong according to the Bible, wrong according to God. I don't believe in God, that's okay, but I can tell you this is wrong. And, you know, I can pray for your repentance. You can speak like that. I don't think that you're going to offend it. I don't think the boss will kick you unless you have a very poor performance in job. Unless you're being lazy, come late. And, and a lot of, of uh, the CEO told me that, you know, Christian, you know, very ha ha have a hard time with them. Because they come late, they demand more day off. And then all the, but they go, oh, they, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, I go to the room in prayer. I, I, I read the Bible during office hour. Do not do that. Do not do that. Work hard. Integrity. Respect them. And then you will share the gospel after work hours. And now if they ask during lunchtime, you can share. If they ask, so what are you doing? Say, yeah, I, I have a difficult this, uh, client, I, I, so I pray in, in the restroom. Well, you can share that. You can say, yeah, oh, wow, thank you. 
Can I pray for you? Can I pray for your family? Can I pray for your wife? Can I pray for your children? They will open up. You know, pray. Nobody resists prayer because they think that, you know, it's something good. Is that practical enough for you? Yeah, okay. This is the power, authority based on Christ, not on, on yourself, right? Uh, you receive power of the Holy Spirit. Come when you be with my witnesses, all right? Next slide. Okay, I already talked about this, right? Um, the purpose that God gave the apostle, the prophets, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher to equip the church. <laughs> not, not, not just to control the church. Equip the church and release them, you know, so that it can work for the ministry, okay? Uh, next slide, please. You can look at all the book being sent and received in the church. So, so I told you the pastor of this church, uh, Pastor Eric Rooley, when he was uh, sent here uh, from Singapore, right? So he was sent to Indonesia. He founded a church there. He was sent to Singapore. And the church Singapore uh, sent him to Cambodia. And then at the same time, sorry, the Cambodia was sent him here to Vietnam, right? Even though that he's the one that who founded, but the, the biblical concept is, has to be sent and to be sent out. So a lot of, of, of Christian missionaries have the wrong concept that they say, oh, um, you know, they came here and say, Pastor, I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve the kingdom. Say, um, you know, uh, you have a pastor back home. Uh, you have a church. Say, no, no, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a freelancer. Uh, freelancer in business, okay. Okay, but freelancer in the kingdom of God, that's like uh, freelancer. What do you mean? Like, yeah, uh, I have no church. I have no church. I'm an evangelist. I, I, I'm self-sent. I mean, you know, the, the, I, I just prayed one morning, very high spiritual. I just prayed one morning. The Lord leads me to Vietnam. And I come here and I'm on the street and I, I evangelize. I speak the word and come to your church. I, you know, I want to serve. I say, yeah, what, where, where you, you know, your church from? So the, that kind of person, that mystery is that they have no, not, not under any authority, not being part of body. They just, they just want to be part of anything. It's, it's not commitment. So the minute I say, okay, come to church, uh, be regular attendant, uh, 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 you know, be, be committed to the assembly of saints, we teach this is, they say, no, uh, this church is so, so strict, so controlling, you know, I, I, I just want to be everywhere I want, you know, I, I just do God's work. But God, in the biblical pattern, He will use the church to send Apostle Paul. Even Apostle Paul, it's so-called, quote, quote, super apostle, but he's just humble and say, I'm being sent by the church. I'm being uh, supported by the church. And then, and then I will go preach here and preach here. And the church received me. So the biblical principle is it from church to church. From church to church. Okay? Are you still with me? All right. Uh, lastly, I think the goal of making disciples is, is to planting churches. I mean, other churches, they have different, um, maybe say, mission or vision. Our church, the Lord uh, has been uh, speaking to us and used us in this area, wind, bill, scent, right? Uh, other churches exist. Um, I can give you a two metaphor, all right? Some churches say, okay, we just want to be a hospital, meaning I just care for the sick, taking care, nurturing spiritually. It's good. Maybe God has a role for that. Other church will be just simply a training center, ready for, 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 for war, spiritual warfare. Training, disciple making, clear, good, you know, hard, and then, you know, they, they, they make out quality disciple, right? But I tell you, this church, we have a bit of both. For those of you who need care, you know, hospital care, spiritually, I will spend time with you through counseling. I will spend time with you, walk with you, um, and just want to understand you and just help you to go through certain stuff in your life. 
other people that ready get out of that healing already. Like, like those of you who got operation, let's like say, um, you know, uh, broken bones, and right after the surgery, the doctor begin therapy already, right? The doctor said, okay, uh, maybe wait for two days. Then you, the, the nurse come in and get your leg straightened. One, two, okay, do 20 times a day, okay. And then you begin, you know, walk the, 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 what the, the stair holding. So right, the doctor knows that right after the surgery, you need to exercise the muscle. Right after the salvation, right after the healing process that you will get out of the hospital, you need to go into the training mode. Otherwise, your identity stay being a patient and a victim. A lot of Christians stuck in the mindset of being a victim. I'm the victim of this world. I'm the victim of this system. I'm the victim of this company. They never look at the victor, Jesus Christ. They never believe that the victor who is in them is greater than all the things that they face in this world. Amen? So the goal of making disciples, planting churches, means like this is part of our mission that we continue as a new life family of churches, we continue to plan out churches. The most, the most recent one is, is that Kyrgyzstan. And, and, and uh, I heard, I'm not sure, but I heard we're still praying it could be Lebanon as well. But I, I'm, I'm just, because we have a, a group, we have no headquarters, we're just autonomous. It's just a, a, a group of churches that we are connected spiritually and relationally. So we're praying for the world, praying for the lost soul. But I tell you what, lastly, you are here because God has a reason and a mission for you. Okay? All right, the last slide. I want to move quickly to the last uh, slide. And I, don't, I, I, um, I have a, a three-minute uh, video just to kind of give you the big picture. Uh, can we just go straight to that video, the gospel map? Some of you have seen it already. Uh, but just give you, this is a map of, they trace out all the data from, uh, from uh, you know, uh, uh, what century is that? But from, from the, 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 the birth of Christianity all the way, and they map out all the data and they show the map. Just
the gospel of Jesus Christ continues to, to spread. And it, uh, it, uh, it requires, it takes uh, the hearts of men and women that, that lean and that's, that been, that been stirred, that been, you know, on fire for the Great Commission. And I want to show you this map, the last map. This is Vietnam. All of you, uh, anyone from USA? You can raise your hand, okay? Welcome to Vietnam. I'm on UK. I know the Peter Edmonton, you're watching from UK. Uh, you know, it's, what time is it there? Maybe early morning. Uh, Australia, I know some of you may be watching later. Philippines, how many of you are Philippines here? All right. India, okay. Thailand, and we got Malaysia, Singapore. Oh, Singapore, welcome. France, uh, no, where is it? Uh, Singapore, Indonesia, Japan. Japan, uh, uh, our, one of our um, uh, church members now in... Um, now back to Japan, but uh, he was in um, in Myanmar, uh, pastor the international congregation there, uh, Pastor Hideki, uh, and his wife Yumi. Um, so yeah, so remember to keep them in prayer because right after the um, the coup uh, in Myanmar, uh, thing getting worse. All the expats move out. I mean, almost like perhaps 95, 99 percent of all the church congregation that move out. So almost come to zero, so he and his wife went back to Japan. He's still faithfully uh, preaching through live, uh, live stream, uh, YouTube, um, uh, and uh, uh, still a, a family, a dozen of them. They, some of the experts there, they still spread out to different countries looking for jobs, looking for countries, for safety, for all of that. Uh, they still attended, but really, um, as I remember now, I need to pray for Myanmar, uh, the church there, and Pastor Hideki and Yumi. And so that's, that's uh, one of our, our guys there, Japan. France, anyone in France? We have, uh, we, have, uh, we have Sophie and JB here. Is JB here? Uh, JB upstairs? Okay, all right. Left already. Oh, okay. Uh, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. Uh, anyone New Zealand here? No. We used to have a lot of flags here, right? Uh, and then Korea. Anyone from Korea? Uh, yes, I uh, have uh, one, one half half. Korean <laughs> USA. I'm kidding. Uh, the uh, Nigeria. We used to have a lot of Nigerian brother. Where are you? You'll be watching online. You know, come on site. You know, uh, we miss you. And uh, we got uh, Ghana. Hello. Yes. <laughs> uh, and Taiwan. We used to have no more now. I think no Taiwan. Canada. Latvia. Where's Ed? Uh, yes. Okay. I just add you in. Right, so you're representative. <laughs> Think about this. We all of us got sent divinely to Ho Chi Minh City. Okay? So just ask yourself this as you, we're close here. What is the purpose of you being here? I pray that it's just not a bacon and eggs. I just pray it's just not a running away from problem. If you do run away from problem, come talk to me. I really want to help you out, go through process. Okay? Um, and uh, it is, I believe this is for the kingdom of God. I believe that God can't get you here for, for a reason, and that specific reason you need to figure out. And I'm here to journey with you to help you to figure it out. And it goes spread out, and this is just whole human city. It can go north, can go south, can go east, can go west, can go to neighboring country. Imagine this, if you finish your term here, whether a three-year contract, five-year contract, and your company move you out, then you become... I can say you become a, a, a Christian that is solid and, and, and Christ-centered, and then you're going to go and serve the Lord wherever that, that capacity in the place that the Lord bless you, that bless you with, right? 
And so just, 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 just keep the Great Commission in your mind, in view of everything you do, everything you do. Because really, everything that we do here on earth, I'm sure that you come past the time that, that the survival. I know if some of you really need help, survival means like you don't even have a lot of breath on the table, come talk to me, right? Um, but we, 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 the Lord provide for us so that we can be a blessing to others. It can be from janitors, the neighbor, the CEO, the boss, the manager, the colleague, the partner, the, the, you know, the supplier, the customer. Be a missionary in your workplace. For those of you housewife, a pastor, I just stay in the house, uh, you know, with four walls, and uh, and uh, you know, the only the only mission field is is uh, my kid and my husband, and and the Lord, I mean, the Lord bless you. You are the homeland security, the homeland security. You 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 take care home, home taker, homemaker, right? It's uh, it just, uh, and then you can raise a generation if you have children that lovers of God instead of lovers of, of money or others' lovers. And, and you also have internet. You can connect to others as well. You can, you can share with the other housewife, right? So everyone, God use everyone. Amen? All right. Let us uh, spend just maybe a few minutes, just kind of reflect um, over, over this, what, whatever the Lord that, that has uh, been speaking to you. Lord Jesus, thank you for the Holy Spirit that enable us, enable us and point us to Christ. Allow us to see things and reveal to us and, and, and the things that maybe were, we were blind before. Lord, whatever that is, whatever the area that, that each of us, all we have a blind spot, whatever that is, Lord, may your Spirit, Lord, continue to reveal to convict, to convince, and to bring transformation. We thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the body of Christ, the congregation. Lord, use us. Use us as you use the disciple in the first century. Today, 21st century, not because that the gospel is dead, not because that you are dead, but you're still alive. The gospel is still alive. And all of us are still alive. We are alive here for a reason, so that we continue to preach the life-changing message, the gospel. Let us boldly preach and never discount the gospel. Let us boldly preach about the cost of disciple. Let us boldly preach about repentance. Let us boldly preach about that sin need to uh, be, 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 be put 
to death of our sin and of you. Let us, us connect and speak the truth in love. Let us speak to, to, to kings and pharaoh and CEO. Let us speak to the same heart and mind, compassion to the poor, to the widows, to, the, to those who are, are, are in, in, the, in the lowly society. Lord, uh, we, just, we, just, we just want to bring you to them. And, and Lord, we don't want to bring the version of, of, of us, but we bring Jesus to them, preach the word and, and, and pray passionately for those who are lost, whether here in this country or back home. That if, there, there are, if there are broken relationships back home that some of us are running away from, that use the gospel, bring the gospel, speak the message, ask for forgiveness or forgive and bring reconciliation and then speak the word so that we are being made whole so that we can share and can bring something to others that also facing brokenness. And Lord, we want to be the hands and the feet and the mouth of, of, of you, Lord Jesus. We want to be, uh, we want to be the, the, the salts and light, Lord, to those who are in darkness or never be able to know what is salt. And their life is just tasteless and their life is just, it's just, uh, it's just hopeless. And Lord, we want to bring light to those who are in darkness. We will pray, help us, Lord, that to be strengthened, be edified by your word and by, by all the things that you have laid out for us, the hearing of your voice, the, the talking to you, fellowship, Lord, that, that, that the witnessing and that, 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 that prayer, all of that just come together and help us to, to continue to bring Jesus outside the four wall of the church. Bring people in. It's always to come and see. People can come here and see what's happening. And then always, out after the church, go and tell. We always go and tell. And then again, come and see. And then go and tell until that you that come back. And Lord, we just pray that you will bless and keep your people and strengthen them all the more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.